everybody. Welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, Time Passers. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment and follow me on Instagram at timepass underscore podcast. Like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Check out the website, timepasspodcast.com. Um, I always put a lot of show notes in there after the episode, so definitely check that out for a resource. And then uh, do me a favor and like, follow, subscribe on your listening platform of choice, um, whether it's iPodcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening to me, please take the time to just show me that love and subscribe to this podcast. Today's topic, you guys, is single moms who date. It's single moms dating edition. (laughs) And uh, the reason why is because I'm a single mom, right? Um, I have been single for four years, as I have mentioned previously. And my daughter is five years old. She's going to be six in just a couple months here. She's a total Pisces. Um, But I'm a single mom and I date and there's definitely a difference from when you're completely single and you have no kids and you're dating to when you do have a child and you're dating. So this episode is for all those single moms out there. Just let's talk about the things that nobody really talks about. Here's the thing. When you're dating a single mom, she has some preferences. Number one, she has responsibilities. Like me, I have responsibilities. I have a child to raise. I have a job. I have a mortgage, a household, all of that. So I really don't have time to waste. I'm a lot more focused on what I'm looking for and a lot less lenient on the kind of shit that I'll put up with. And I already, if you listen to this show, you know that I put up with some shit. I have in the past put up with some shit. So a single mom, you just have to be on another level if you're trying to date a single mom. Our preferences, here we go. At least for me, let's talk about age. Age is literally just a number. It does not matter to me how old you are. Um, I would say for me, like younger wise, I would probably do like a maximum of like a 10 year gap. And then um, older wise, I think like 10 and 10 is probably pretty good. I think, yeah, I think 10 and 10 is pretty good. Although like if I was dating somebody 48, that'd be kind of like up there. (laughs) I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't know how my family would feel about that. But you know, it depends. I think it depends on the person, but I think 10 and 10 is pretty fair with some room for for growth there. And um, if you haven't done so already, I did an episode a few weeks back. um, It's called The Age Issue. Please go ahead and find that episode and listen to it. I spent a lot of time talking about age, especially dating younger. Um, And then there was even an after show episode. So there's two episodes dedicated on dating and age issues. So if you want to listen more about that and my opinions on that, please go back and listen to the age issue episode. It's there for you and it has a lot of good points and resources. Anyway, so like I said, age is just a number. What is most important is maturity. Like how mature are you? Like age is not, as much as age is not an issue, maturity, is a fucking issue dude are you productive that's my big thing is like are you productive are you a contributing member of society do you have a job do you take care of your own bills do you hold yourself down because for me it's like i know that i hold myself down i hold myself down my household my child i don't really need anybody to do that but i'm also not looking to take care of anybody or support anybody so it's like are you 
Like, do you have your shit together? That's a maturity thing. Sorry. Like, it's not an age thing. It's a maturity thing. I know people who are 23, 24 that have all their shit together and are holding their shit down. And I know people who are like 45 and don't have their shit together. So that's definitely a maturity thing. It has nothing to do with age. It's just, are you in control of your life? And are you being productive? And are you in control of what's going on? And are you responsible? That's a part of maturity for me. Also, like, your behavior. If you're into, like, ghosting and all that shit, like, again, that's a maturity level thing. Like, and I'm very much at the place. It's 2021, bitches. Ghosting, bye-bye. We left you in 2020. I am not, I have put up with it in the past. I am guilty, and I will admit it. (laughs) I have put up with it in the past, but I'm not putting up with it in 2021. So, like, ghosting somebody or whether you approach them in a mature level and just say, hey, I'm not that into you. You are great to meet, but I just don't think this is working out for me. I will respect that so much more. And you know what that shows, folks? That shows maturity. So definitely that is something that single moms are looking for. Um, The other thing, (laughs) here's the thing. As far as our preferences go, I feel like a lot of people, especially uh, my family and some friends, They're like, single moms, you date, like, why don't you just date a single dad? Like, you think that it would work out perfectly, right? Single moms plus single dads, add them together, Brady Bunch, you've got a whole crew, you know, (laughs) live happily ever after. It actually doesn't work that way. It is quite complicated to date a single dad, just like it's complicated to date a single mom, because they are all they also have all those preferences and standards that I just talked about and because dating a single mom is complicated there are it depends on like uh for me like I share my daughter 50 50 so there's a custody schedule that uh determines when I'm available for somebody else and with a single dad I'm sure in most cases that is also there's also a custody schedule at play So you have to make sure your work schedules sync and then your custody schedules sync. And a lot of times they don't because child custody is such a complicated issue and what works for two divorced parents um, or just two parents of a child, it's not cookie cutter. It doesn't work from every family to the next. So custody schedules are very much customized to the families that they pertain to. So... I'm already complicated. (laughs) I'm already complicated. So adding another person who's just as complicated as me doesn't really work out. I mean, honestly, I have not dated a lot of single dads for that very reason. I've talked to some and been like, okay, maybe this can work somewhere. But when your schedules just don't align and it doesn't work out, it deters you. It makes it just it feels like you're never going to be able to see them. And so Single moms really don't date very many single dads. Like, it happens. It does. I've done it. Like, I dated one single dad. Nothing serious. I mean, I think we were just seeing each other, kind of trying to get to know each other. And we went out on a few dates, maybe like three or four dates um, within a month or something like that. Um, And then it just fizzled out. It worked for him and me because his kids actually lived across the country with his ex-wife. So his kids only came to visit him on holiday weekends in the summer and things like that. And so when we were dating or trying to get to know each other, it wasn't summer or a holiday break. 
So he was pretty much available when I was available. So it kind of worked out. I dated another single dad and he, the problem with him was actually not his child's custody schedule because he actually had full custody of his, of his son. Um, but his parents would take care of his son whenever, whenever he asked them to. So the custody wasn't really an issue, but his work schedule was, he was in the um, health industry for lack of better words. And so he worked in a hospital and he had these odd shifts and it was just like when he was working, I was off. When I was working, he was off. And it never gelled. Like, it's just, it was complicated. We couldn't get our schedules to gel. And some of that had to do with the fact that when he was off and available, when I wasn't working, I had my daughter. And so that's what I mean by sometimes when two single parents, like single moms and single dads, you put them together, it doesn't always make like a perfect little picture. It really doesn't. And it's a lot easier <laughs> easier to date someone who doesn't have a child it doesn't matter whether you're divorced or not but sometimes it's a lot easier to date somebody who doesn't have a child if you are a single mom so the big thing when you do date as a single mom and i, I single moms i don't know what you do out there but the big question that i always get asked is when do you let your kids meet someone you're dating um, that is such a complicated question and I bet it's different for everybody. I really bet that it's different for everybody. For me, the answer is never, <laughs> um, not never, like I won't <laughs> ever do it, but I've never done it. There's one exception and I will talk about that story, but it's just dating is so fragile and we all know what it's like, right? So as a single mom, you're hyper aware that anybody that you introduce to your child, your child may take a liking to them. And then they'll ask about them. And if that situation doesn't work out, if that connection fails, now not only do you have to deal with the failed connection, but now you have to explain it to your child and they have to mourn it and they have to deal with the failed connection. So I have never gotten to that place with somebody where I was like, this is it, we're a couple, this is happening for, for months now, um, I'm so confident in you, and this is really, like, this is a serious relationship, you know? I don't think I've had, like, a serious relationship in the four years that I've been single. I've had situations and on-again, off-again things, but nothing that has been a constant, serious relationship. And um, so I've never introduced anybody to my child. I just haven't. Um, she's got... <laughs> a really sharp memory. And so even friends of mine that she meets, she remembers them. And I I would just, I would hate to introduce her to somebody who I like and for her to see me um, be loving towards someone, you know, uh, or to see any sort of PDA and then have that person disappear. Because obviously when you introduce someone to your child, if they really care about you, they're going to make an effort to make sure that your kid likes them. And so what ends up happening a lot of times is these kids bond with whoever you're dating. And then when it doesn't work out, bye bye, your kids left wondering like what happened. And then your kids sometimes, depending on how attached they get, sometimes they can feel rejected. So mama bear comes out, y'all. <laughs> like mama bear comes out in these situations where I want to protect my child I want to protect her from ever feeling like a man rejected her because you know what? Uh-uh, we don't do that. I'm not teaching her that. 
I'm not trying to teach her that a man being in her life or not in her life has anything to do with her self-worth. So I'm just not, I, I have not reached the place where I have introduced anybody to my child. Um, it just hasn't gotten there for me. And I don't know if it ever will. And I know some people do it differently. I know I have a family member and she recently separated about like a year ago, two years ago maybe from her husband. And she was going out on this date and I just happened to be visiting and she was dating this guy and she was telling me like, oh yeah, this guy's really interested in me and he wants to date me. And so I think she had gone on on like one date with him prior and her daughter was not even one yet and she had another date and i was like oh like who's gonna watch your daughter and she's like oh i'm just gonna take her with me and i don't know how i felt about that like some of the other family members were kind of upset they were like you don't need to be when she got back they were like hey you can go out on a date if you want to go out on a date but you do not need to be bringing your daughter around you know random guys like no that's not necessary on the flip side because her daughter wasn't even one yet the and couldn't even speak yet the chances that she remembers that are low so i don't really know where the line lies there for me that would be a hard no i mean i just wouldn't do that but to each his own i think every mom every dad has a different comfortability level with when they feel it's okay for somebody they're dating to meet their child for me i just don't want to i don't want my child to meet anybody until they have more permanent status <laughs> in my life. Until I feel like I can actually trust them and bet on them, I don't want my child to meet anybody. There is an exception to this because Mr. Law Enforcement, when my daughter was two and I was alone, it was my uh, first kind of Christmas alone. Her dad was like, dating and not in the picture he wasn't gonna come by and like help me out with anything for like christmas decorating or anything and i have an attic here in my home <laughs> and all my christmas decorations and everything was up in the attic and i've never been in that attic like i've had the ladder out there when my ex was like working on things and I would climb up and just kind of poke my head in and see what it's like and I'm like, yeah. But it's one of those homes where like you have to walk on the beams because it there's no like floor. So I wasn't about to go up there to get my Christmas decorations down and Mr. Law Enforcement was in the picture at that time and so I had asked him, I was like, hey, can you come get my Christmas decorations down for me? Um, I need a favor and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And um, the day that he was available, I had my daughter. So I tried to schedule it on a day where I didn't have my daughter, but it turns out that the day he was available to come help me was a day that I had my daughter. So I pushed it off. I was like, hey, can you come like, uh, she was two at that point, so she was sleeping a lot earlier. I was like, can you come like after 7.30, 8 o'clock? Because then she'll be asleep and she won't be bothered. And the reason is, is because her room and the entrance to the attic is like, it's her room and then the hallway and like three feet outside of her room is the entrance to the attic. So I was very nervous. I know when she's out like asleep, she's out like a log, but you know, this was nerve wracking for me. So he comes over and he goes up into the attic and I'm spotting him because instead of getting the ladder, he's a fit guy. He's just like, oh, just bring me a chair. And he like pulled himself 
into the attic. I mean, law enforcement, right? So he does pull-ups, I imagine. So he just pulled himself off of a chair into the attic. But when he was on the chair, he was like, like, we're trying to communicate. So he's like, hold the chair. And then he's up in the attic and he's like, okay, what do you need? Do you need this box, that box? So we're talking and my daughter wakes up. She woke up and she, and I could see her because her crib was right next to the door. And I could see her and she's standing up and just watching because she's kind of still in that sleepy phase. So she's not saying anything, but she's just kind of watching and I'm taking things down or whatever. And then he finally gets down and I'm like, (laughs) she's awake. And it was just inevitable. Like she was standing in in the crib. She was standing in the crib, staring at him. He was standing in the hallway, staring at her. I was like, hey, go to bed. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, you go downstairs. And it just got to the point where like I was doing things and I was like, go ahead and say hi. Like, go ahead and say hi. So I walked in to try to get her back to bed. And he walked in after me and said hi to her. And um, he was really good with her, actually. So I'm thankful that I he's somebody that met her because he was really good with her. Um, he started playing peekaboo with her and talking to her and then told her to go to bed and told her goodnight. And she was just like doe-eyed because there's a man in the house. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but she was just doe-eyed. And she she went to bed after he told her to go to bed and said goodnight. Like he walked away and then I said goodnight and tucked her back in and she went straight away back to bed. To this day, that kid, and she's five and a half now, about to be six, she remembers him, especially during Christmas time. And she was two. She was two and a half, okay? Because she's born in March, so this was in December. She's two and a half. To this day, he was wearing a white t-shirt and just like some black like sweatpants or whatever. To this day, she calls him the white boy. And she still remembers him. She goes, Mommy, remember when the when the white boy helped you take down our decorations? I really liked that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the white boy, you know, the one that got in the in up up by my room in the in the attic and got the decorations down. And I'm like, dude, first it took me a while to figure out why she was calling him the white boy. He's Punjabi. <laughs> Total brown boy. But uh <laughs> It was because he was wearing a white shirt. Kids, you know, they remember the tiniest of details. And this is exactly why nobody meets my kid. She's five and a half and she still remembers the white boy. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Kids are so crazy with what they remember and what they ingrain into their mind that I just don't, I'm not comfortable having anybody meet my child that is just not having a permanent place in my life. Like, that's just not going to happen. And you can call me overprotective or you can call me a mama bear, but that's my kid and I'm allowed to be those things. So that's how I handle that. I don't know. Single moms, single dads out there, how do you guys handle it? Um, I know every to each his own. And so maybe I am a little overprotective, but let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or uh, shoot me an email through the website or just email me directly at timepasspodcast.gmail.com and let me know how you feel about when you introduce uh, somebody you're dating to your kid. Do you do it right away? Do you do it after a few weeks? Do you do it after a month? 
Or do you do it when it's like a serious thing? Do I need to loosen the reins or am I in my right? I can say I'm comfortable with what I've done and hindsight's 2020, right? So looking back at the people I've dated and how they've none of them have worked out and none of them have met my daughter, I feel like, all right, pat myself on the back. I saved her from some unnecessary sadness from people being in and out of her life. So that's how I feel about it. Anyway, you guys, that's all I have for you today. Real quick, if you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram. Follow, 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 follow at Time Pass underscore podcast. Uh, Shoot me a DM from there if you like. Please give me some feedback on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, Check out the website, timepasspodcast.com. You can actually email me through the contact us page on the website. And um, do me a favor, take a few minutes out of your day, and it doesn't even take that long, maybe a minute, and rate the podcast on iPodcast. Give me a five-star rating, please. And you can also write a quick review. I would really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. All right, you guys, that's all I've got. Stay authentic, time passers. Stay true to you, and I will see you next time.